Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast, a November edition, it seems like now, uh, since it's been a while since we've done this, but we're very happy to have you guys with us. We broadcast live on YouTube when we broadcast, and we are also on a variety of platforms, whatever your preferences to download the podcast of your choice, just look up Cantina Mekis podcast and... You can subscribe to it, and then once they're loaded, they will uh, appear, and you'll be notified that uh, these Bola de Idiotas have another podcast up and running. So we will uh, happily uh, entertain you on your way to work or whatever it is that you listen to podcasts. So thank you very much for listening to us. My name is John Jagoop. I'm glad to have you with us this evening. Have a lot to get to. It's been a while since we've talked, so we have a, a, a variety of topics that we can dig into. But before we do any of that, we do need to introduce our panel uh, joining us over on the on the other side of the greater Austin metropolitan area is uh, Albert El Chiquis Campa joining us from beautiful Kyle, Texas. Albert, how are you, sir? Hey, John. How's it going? Good to be here and uh, back on the podcast. Well, uh, we're, I know that you guys have had a, a podcast and, 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 and Chiquis, if I'm not mistaken, you have actually started your own podcast you have uh, you've, you've you've gone solo on us you're you're like paul mccartney you know you know we gotta go take you know get, get a little taste of the solo you know or, or would it be chickens like remember when kiss each each one of those guys had their own solo albums not too familiar with is all it? that yeah well yeah well, but well, what is the name of your, of your of your of your podcast uh Chikis? uh the pocho podcast so a little mexican-american stuff culture and things like that trying to interview some people i had a really good interview but uh uh the audio messed up so i gotta redo it so can that's, you like cut it down at least or i tried to save it i tried to adjust the, uh, the levels and everything uh it was a mistake on my side and and the audio was just too oh. it was too bad so I'll that's to, the worst that's it's the it's, worst. it's a good topic though uh We'll get. I'll get him on, and maybe we'll we'll get him on the the Cantina MX podcast as well. Well, we should. We should. Uh, it'll be. Uh, it'll be Walter, uh, Walter Frankel. Okay, sports okay. biz guy. Really, get some interesting. Right. Topics. He's, he's more on the, on the on the business side of the. Yep. Of the uh, of the uh, of the spectrum, I've. Uh, it's someone that I that I I'm, I don't know him personally, but I do know who he is and i do follow him on on the, the one social media apparatus that i use which is twitter so uh yeah, yeah he seems to be a very knowledgeable guy that'd be a, a very good uh, person to have on the podcast well it's, uh, the more importantly it's it's good that you're on the podcast cheekies we're happy to to have you back along here on the cantina makes podcast so glad you could make it i know that you and i will have our our our, our we'll just go ahead and get it over with now our, our pumas uh commiseration uh moment very unfortunate yeah, with what's happened with Bumas, but we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. But before we do, we have to introduce our the last member of our, of our panel right now. It's uh, out in Irvine, California. It's uh, Papa Joel Aceves. Joel, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, John. Um, so hanging no, no, in there. Since we last, <laughs> I'll bet you are. Since 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 we last <laughs> spoke, Joel, you've had you've had a bit of a uh, your life has uh, has been altered a little bit. Uh, would would you care to let the audience know what? Uh, uh, what was uh, what, what what event has transpired in, in the Aceves household? I had an addition to the family. Uh, baby boy came in on Halloween. 
on Halloween night. So so Halloween night, baby boy. I mean, you uh, his name has to be Adolfo El Bofo Aceves. There's, there's no there's no there's no other you, you couldn't even... have it. That is exactly right. We wouldn't think of any better name, John. So El, El, El Bofo Aceves is now living now. Now how did how did Bark Ruffalo take 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 the new edition? Oh, they're weird, huh? It's uh, dog is weird about it, especially yeah. when the, the baby's crying, thinks thinks I'm murdering them or something. So it's it's being protected. It's being protective of the baby. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Really? Um, so yes, when you uh, go take care of the baby, do you think that, that, that does the dog think that you're killing it and it starts like attacking you? No, not attacking. He starts shaking, like scared shaking. So so in my neck, huh? Go, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's just it. You know, like I wonder what it's thinking, like. Right, you know it's funny. Uh, I, I don't have kids, but I do have cats. And there was one time when I had a migraine, and when I get migraines, I get really nauseous. And occasionally, that means I have to go, uh, for lack of a better term, pray. <laughs> and so, the last time I was doing that, I was—I guess—I was making some horrendous noises because the cat came by, and I thought she thought, "Man, finally, I can finish this guy off." And she started attacking me. Because I guess she thought I was dying, oh, so man. she just wanted she wanted to take me out. <laughs> take you out of your misery, man. That's right. Well, not, not necessarily as much to take me out of my misery, but you know, understand. You know, she could have you know lunch and dinner for the next you know two or three days with uh, win win for the cat. That's right. That's right. With 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 with, uh, with me out. So so again, Joel, congratulations. So 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 so. Thank you. And you the, the kid's name again was was Adolfo Jose Manuel Nestor. Aceves, is that correct? Yes, that is. Yes. <laughs> that is pretty much spot on. That is uh, that, 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 that is quite because because then you could call him el bofo or el chepo <laughs> or el chepito. He could be el, el chepito. People, el chepito yeah. Aceves. Man, well, he's he's going to have to have a nickname. Huh? I mean, just, I mean, just, there's there's no other way around it. There isn't, there isn't. But sometimes the nicknames, you know, especially in soccer, you you earn them on the field. You earn them on the field. Okay. Now, my last question, and then we'll then we'll jump into some very, very, uh, very important, hard hitting topics. So, when when the the, the choice comes, is uh, is is little little Bofo Chapito going to going to pick the U.S. going to pick Mexico, or is, or is he or is he going to pick Argentina? <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I mean, I never thought about it that much. Uh, I think it's. I would have to get Mexican uh, Mexican citizenship because you need to have at least one. Well, does, what about like an, an abuelo or a tata or a tatarabuelo or a tío count? Oh, I, I haven't checked in on that, but I mean, yeah. for me, it would be easy because of that. Right. And then I would have to go through that as well. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, he does have a, a big decision. So and 18 years from now, Joel, when he makes a decision, be uh, on, on Halloween night and, and yeah. the year 2037, we, we'll, be, we'll, be, we, we'll be ready. we got to know uh, what's going on with Lee IMX in 20 years. And it could be down to three, three national. Well, three, three. well, one thing thing you know is certain Chivas will have won one and they're on the cusp of winning their second championship. <laughs> hey, I did foresee the comment. 2020, I said it. 
and and the the stars are aligning, you know. But but, but they, uh, the, 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 the comic can have possibly. Well, is you actually, I guess we haven't we haven't had a chat since. Uh, we haven't, but we've seen since, what's been going on I, since Pelias. All he did was just walk around. He just farted a few times, and all <laughs> these guys are playing like never before. Even even the trophies. Uh, well, I mean, let, let, let's be honest, Joel. The, the, when when La Trophies is playing well, what happens to the rest of the team? I don't know, man. I mean, who, who, who is El Talisman on that team? Who is it? Just just say it, Joel. Who is it? I, we can't have... It's five... five what is it now? Five seasons without a Liguilla? There is no Talisman. <sighs> I was going to say, but... but, 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 but on on this the team that they have right now, if if there could ever be one, who is it? Man, I would say it's between Trophies and Alexis Vega. Those are my pick. So I mean, these guys could be making some beautiful goal babies in the in the upcoming uh, 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 Clausura. Yes, sir. I do think. Yeah, there's talk that uh, they might ship him out. So who knows right there? Who knows what will happen? But team is team has been looking good at least for the last three games. At least they're playing like a team. Well, what they've done, uh, Joel, is that they've put themselves now. A lot of things have to happen. Yeah. And if we take a look at the, uh, if we take a look, well, there's the only stand- one pick. Yeah. And uh, let me see if I can pull these up here. I'm going to my, my trusty uh, website that I, that I go to. You know what and it's like right see. now? It's like the club is about to like, it's a capacity. They, they have like one person left and there's a bunch of ugly chicks. And then the, the, the security just has to pick one. Might as well do it at random. Like, yeah. All right, so we have we have uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six teams, six teams with 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 possibilities of of, of earning that last uh, that last playoff spot. Now, now, and I want to go in order of how crazy it would be if it would happen: Atlas, Guadalajara, Pachuca, Pumas, Tijuana, Monterrey. So, so Guadalajara, who were, were left for dead, were left left for dead. Not, not, not two, three weeks. It goes to show you, Joel, and we talk about it all the time. What happens if you have a three-game win streak in Liga MX? You go from fourteenth to you could go from fourteenth to sixth in in a, in, in, in a three-week period, just in two weeks, just like that, like magic. Correct. Yeah, like magic. So, 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 so Pelaez comes in. Flaco Tena, who, let's be honest, out of all of the, you know, out, 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 if, if you're going to pick a coach out of El Monton, you, you, you can't do any worse. And I mean that in all respect to, to, than, than, than Flaco Tena. He's a good coach. You know, he's, yes, he, he, he's a, as good a league I make his coach as there is, period. Last guy to lead Cruz Azul to a league title. He has an Olympic gold medal to his name. Yeah, no, he's a, he he's he's a, he's a good coach. He is a good coach, and he has he he's a serious coach, and he has a serious GM. And uh, uh, Joel, uh, uh, having Pelas, and hopefully he'll last. And now now he 
if I'm not mistaken, Hoyle, I believe that uh, that if if you looked at uh, Ricardo Pelaez's record collection, I'm pretty sure that you would probably find one of these because he he played for the Rebaño, did he not? Yes, sir. Yes, he did. He was there, and yeah, he came in so with it, Luis Garcia. Even though he came out of America. And 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 the Televisa system, it, 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 it's okay to have him as a player and as a coach because. Well, you know what? One of the things that I I I identified him more as a Nekaxa. Well, sure. I think we all do. I think because of the fact that he had he had his best his best years yeah. on a really good team, and then and then and then and then was able to. Um. You know, he he was able to to translate that into, into, into World Cup success. On top of that, because he you know he scored some some big goals in the World Cup for Mexico too, at at the very yeah. end of his career. Yeah, and, he uh, ended up going to '98, and he was he was probably the oldest player when. Uh, and thank God he was there because he scored some goals that had to be scored. And and you know you know wily old strikers like that are the ones that score goals like that, and then those are just the kind of goals that he got. Yeah, and, so, I mean, uh, yeah, there is there is that America element to him, but he's he's always been very professional wherever he's been at, and I think that's that's to be respected. Now, now, Joel, um, I don't want to get it like too ahead of myself, but do you think that with 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 Belais in charge of Guadalajara, are we going to have to get rid of our Archie Armano drop, <laughs> or, or 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 do you think we will be able to keep it? Who knows. Who knows? Because Chivas' track record with GMs is very poor. Uh, the only one in the in the Vergara era, which is what a good twenty years now, uh, is Nestor, who was there for six years. Other than that, you have guys that were six months to say one point five years. And I think it's safe to say that when Nestor was at Chivas, this is because we're talking about the first gestión back in the in the mid in the mid two thousands. Yes. Chivas was and, and then probably enjoyed the, the most success they've had under Vergara. So he probably got like way greedy because it happened right at the, at the beginning of his tenure. So he thought that uh, well, if you know, you know, he's kind of like got, you know got the the Jerry Jones disease. Well, if this guy can do it. A hundred guys could do it. You know, so they just think that they could. That, you know, so, since they're not getting the yep. credit. Well, it was. Uh, yeah, not only that, but uh, we had Angelica come in, and well, there is that. There is somehow, that. some way, they decided she could make decisions. <laughs> I don't know how you how you go about that, but uh, she started she started making some movements, and that ended up affecting the team a lot as well. Well, you know, you know one, you know one, uh, you know, since I'm, I'm I'm home and I get to play with all my little toys again. The one that I hadn't played in a long time, Hoyt, was 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 frankly this one, and and frankly that's uh, I think that, that that says a lot about where where, where Chivas has been during the uh, the last few years of the uh, of the Pelado years, and uh, what what has happened since then. But I'll go ahead and play now because you know Chivas do deserve it. Primero que nada, hay que felicitar a Chivas porque ganaron bien. La neta, hay que dejarnos de tonterías. So. Although I would, say, I, I would say that uh, Querétaro sort of came back towards the end of that game and very easily could have tied, if not beat uh, Chivas. 
they're sort of lucky. I mean, it wasn't a convincing at the beginning. It was, but then Querétaro came back. They missed a penalty. They had another penalty that they made. Uh, they missed a. They hit a, a crossbar quite a few times. They were, they were they were just just toying with the team to make to make to make it good for TV. It was a good match, but uh, I mean, Chivas did win good. I, I will I would admit that, but it wasn't like a. Chickies, what what it, does gotta do with anything? It was it was close. It was close, man. <laughs> it was a close matchup. Yeah, but. Well, why does it matter? I because mean, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, trophies <laughs> like people are drooling. People are drooling over the Alexis goal, which was indeed good. Oh. Uh, uh, Alanis or not Alanis Pulido scored a pretty nice goal. So it all just came together, and then you have uh, trophies with the goal. So it's like the the perfect yeah, storm for fan for fanboys for Chivas fanboys to just well, yeah, go there, crazy. There is a lot of fanboys, and we have to take into account Chivas is a team that. For a long time, it's rare to see them string two wins in a row. So even that. I mean, like, whoa, case in know? point, I, have, I haven't pl- I haven't played this <laughs> for like three years. <laughs> it's been that long since we played that that drop. Yeah. No, I no, still get it. Yeah. But but there has to be for the first time in in, in, in Yonks reason for optimism in in the in the. Vast world of of Chivas Nation. I mean, and, and across the board, not just the fan, you know, not just the fan, not just the pumpers, but the, you know, the the the, the haters and the, oh, you got to convince me, guys. I mean, I, I think I think that th- th- this is it. I think they, with with they have the pieces in place. They have they have a strong GM. They have a coach that knows what he's doing, and they have. They've always had play. I mean, that, that, that's what's been so baffling about Chivas for the past two or three years. Is, I mean, it's not as if they don't have good play. They have good players. They just they just never could get it could get it together. And uh, for whatever reason, yeah. And if and, and, and again, if you know, if, if you're a fan of Mexico, if if if, if Chivas can get it going between now and the next now and the next couple of years. They're going to be, uh, you know, the, 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 they they will probably be the base for the upcoming uh, World Cup. So just uh, just keep that in mind, Chivas fans. No pressure. No pressure. How long does the Apelais uh, era last in Chivas hood? I don't know. Um, being optimistic, two years. Two years. That that's yet you being an optimist. Wow. That's me being an optimist. <laughs> it would be two years. So, but but now, can okay, I give me your idealist? Ideally, he would be there a good five years, maybe six. So, like 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 two cycles worth of championships. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. Um, like what the environment is there for him, and it's kind of hard to know. And then you still have Vergara, George. Well, that, I guess, I guess that's, who is who will they let Belas work, and, and and will they give him? Yeah, well, gee, it seems it seems like the son because the son is now the president, so right. that's a Maori, and so it seems like he's being able to run the show. But Vergara is still, if he wants to, he could just. He wakes up and he's he could just make whatever choice he wants, right? And if that happens, that you it's know, good to be the king. <laughs> yeah, he could just bring everything tumbling down. 
Zachenga. He could just decide sure. pull one, the wrong one, just because he just thought that was the ideal. Porque se le da la gana. Right. Well, I don't think Vergara is as, as, as impulsive doing that anymore as, as, as he had been in the past. So I don't necessarily think that that's something to worry about. But you're right, though. I, I, I think two years is optimistic. Five, obviously, five, six years, like you said, would be would be ideal. Um, the next the next question I, I think is a is, is a question that I think that uh, a lot of Chivas fans would probably answer the same way you're about to. Does Chivas win a title under in the Belize era? Well, I mean, they're still in the Copa MX. Come on, Juan. So yesterday, yes or no question. A real title. Wait, league, league title? Yes. Real sure, title. Yeah, league title. League title. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But this guy has, and I'm saying, I'm saying nobody said it before, but he's he's the next King Midas to me. Elias is is like we'll say he's the King Midas. He's everywhere he's gone, his team has won something. Um, now let's not forget that that uh, you know the Conca Champions is about to mean a whole lot more. Yes, because uh, the, in the Club World Cup is expanding. Is it the sixteen teams? It is, sir. It, and it's well, going to be no, replacing the Confederations Cup. Wasn't it like twenty? We we talked about it, and I guess we forgot. But it won't be till like what twenty twenty one. Right, it's it's replacing the Confederations Cup, so it's basically going to be like a like a summer preseason tournament. So the clubs have no excuse. And uh, so it, it should be incredibly entertaining. I think twenty-four clubs, John. Tournament. Twenty-four. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it's good. Well, I mean, FIFA's like, you know, why are all these teams making all this money doing doing this? Uh, you know, these tours. We got to get a piece of that. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. 20, that's, that's but but just a... just a little on Pelayas because um, so he won a lot at America. Then he he gets to Cruz Azul, and uh. They didn't win the league, but they were runner-up, and uh, so that's that's something. And then they won the league. And they it was very obvious that at Cruz Azul that he ran into he was the immovable object running into the irresistible force in the in the promotor that runs the team. And uh, yeah, it was unfortunate for the Cruz Azulinos what happened with Victor Garces coming in, who's just you know, which is the same thing that could happen at Chivas. They're just Almost the same scenario where Victor Garces just appears, you know, uh, and decides, all right, I'm a, this is what I think is best for the team. And he sent them crashing down because he undid a lot of the stuff that Elias had set goals for the players. He said, okay, if we make this many points, you guys get like a bonus. If we finish in this position, you get, you know, he had given them a lot to look forward to. And uh, right. Garces said, uh, nope. You only get bonuses if you win the league. Took all of that out. And that just is a very, mis- you know, unfortunate. Uh, I think kicking out Pelayas, who had built that team and he had a good rap word with the players. And then Garces just changing stuff on a whim. It, it sort of brought them crashing down, which uh, Chiquis predicted they weren't going to make it. And then the recent defeat to Santos had pretty much put the nail in the coffin. Very unfortunate. You still want to... Oh, that was the wrong one. Damn it. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah, and then Victor Garcés, who's a board member for um, the Cruz Azul company, 
that owns a team. It's named after the cement company Cruz Azul. FMF just said that he's not, he's not even registered. He's not even registered with the league. So that's a <laughs> double whammy there. Um, someone that's yeah, not like, even like, like that ever matters in the Yankees, but I mean, let's be honest. Okay, but it just adds more to the calamity, you know, to that. Well, of course it's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just stunning to me how, how success in Mexico is, is seen as like when people are more threatened by success than they are anything else. And, uh, you know, Pelaz comes in and, you know, and, 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 and what in, in a year gets Cruz Azul to, like you said, you know, you know, make a championship and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the egos come in and like, oh, well, if he can do it, you know, I can do it. Or it's just, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate. And hopefully that won't happen with, uh, with, with Belize at Chivas because, you know, he, he's going to, he's, you know, he's not going to, he's going to follow the same pattern that he did, that he did at America and that he did it. Yeah. He's going to well, find, you players. know what, John, I've, I've been hearing a lot from the, from the social media, from the online community about how he's not going to have the money. And I think people forget even at, when he was at America, you weren't really hearing, um, contrataciones bomba. You no. Know? Modest players nope. knew who to go after and they weren't opening up the piggy bank to make he it. He goes after proven Liga Mekis players. That, that that is how he that is how he quickly puts a team together. Yeah, he he's uh I believe you dubbed the Bayern Munich uh method. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know if I if I said that it may have been somebody else, but but that's no, exactly. No, I exactly heard right. you say it at the podcast, John. Oh, did I, I, know, well, there, said well, it. I must have been. Well, how 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 very astute of me. No, it's uh, <laughs> but that that's exactly right. It's uh, you know you know you know kind of like you know the fuerzas básicas for Bayern Munich is the other nineteen Bunda or however many Bundesliga teams there are. That that that's their proving grounds. And uh, that's what Belas wants to do. He will, he'll he'll bring guys in that are that are that are that have already proven their metal in Liga MX. Now, now, granted, his his uh, his player pool obviously shrinks dramatically because of Chivas. So one, so one, one news that made the rounds just recently is that uh, he has people already scouting the second division. You uh, talking about MLS? Looking for some players there. Is he scouting MLS? No, no, MLS, the second MLS. division MLS. Because well, <laughs> the what, you know what? The, you know, Chicky, you you laugh at USL, but USL. I, I did a bunch of USL games this year. You would not believe how many former league Yankees players are playing in USL right now. Well, I'm talking wow. about MLS. Uh, the Antuna rumors. Uh, I don't know if this uh, Pelais behind the scenes with Antuna. No, no, they're they're real. Antuna already admitted to it. Chivas needs the last thing Chivas needs is another is another winger. They have they have wingers coming out of their ears. Why on earth would they get another one? I mean, that would, that would be know. like just ridiculous. You know, that was like when when Deganis went off to got that that Chilean guy. It's, it's like, dude, you have like five outstanding strikers. What do you need a sixth one for? <laughs> I don't know. I've learned to trust Pelayas, man. He he must be getting rid of some some of the wingers. Because, I mean, we have to take in mind also, um, Pelias is, 
um, you know, he's not that tolerant of just the way the lack of professionalism that that some players, even coaches, could have, which would originally led him to Sakina Turku. Right. Turku would disappear without even, you know, he would give a notice, but he would he would go over Pelias. He'd go to Argentina, wouldn't he? He wanted to go back to him. Hey, I'm going to Argentina this weekend. See you later. He, He'll go to Argentina. He went to the the Pope, the Argentine Pope, and then the Vatican had a had a friendly match, you know, amigos del Papa, with some you know, just really known former players and players. And Turco was like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta be there." Is that so? Who made you Pope of this dump, huh? <laughs> yeah, but um. So, so I do think he has like a good idea of which players have been, you know, lack like that type of professionalism he looks for, and he, I do think he might, you know, he will clean house. Well, I mean, obviously, Tena is uh, is is is, uh, is another, you know, proven league mech. He's professional. Now, I know that he's bounced around a lot, and I get that. But I mean, again, you know, he's he's not, <clears throat> he's a. Uh, he he's the kind of guy that that that, that will last you a, a good year or two and, and and do very well. Yeah, you know, we I'm, I'm glad Chinky's brought up MLS because I wanted to make a comment on it because we've been talking about the league and just how, how devastated were you when LAFC lost in the in the in the, in the conference finals to Seattle? It was it was sad. It was sad. Um, yeah, was, was uh, the whole they, city shrouded in black. Does it happen also, Joel, like when, when the Dodgers lose? Was it the same like when the Dodgers lose? No, I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, they're not there yet. It's going to so, be a while longer. Uh, but no. but we have talked about just how connected it is uh, or how much more connected the two leagues are going to get. And uh, well, we're seeing something there because Chivas going after Antuna. And then not only that, but Sounders eliminate... LAFC and and one of the main guys for the Sounders was Ridas or was it Ridas or Ridas? Ridas. Ridas. Yeah, Ridas, a Peruvian international. Um, that was Peruvian national team player. Yeah, and he scored two goals, and they went on to win the league title. Um, but that's that's something else that we're gonna, you know, you have the league bringing in players. We talked about how. In the past, we talked about how they're going to compete with Liga MX for some of these players. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, uh, you know, Liga MX and MLS has learned what Liga MX has known for years, is it, you know, if, if, if you need, you know, an instant offense, if you need to just to go get yourself some South Americans. Especially with both leagues expanding, now Liga MX going to twenty teams, and MLS to twenty four. Yeah, I mean MLS is going to twenty eight. They're going to have twenty eight. They want to go to thirty two. Jesus. They man. want to get to thirty two. Yeah, then you know I was hearing some guy was saying where are they going to find the talent? Where do you think? South America, and um, they're going to go after. Yeah. That's why it's important for MX to start. Sending their players or, or players wanting to come to this league and uh, compete. Uh, I think fans over exaggerate and say, oh, it's a cemetery or whatever. But I mean, we already seen players that do it right 
like uh, Montes, who was at Salt Lake, went to Chivas, and went to Europe, came back because he wanted to. Same with similar Antunes, similar road where he he was in Europe, came to Galaxy, going to Chivas, and then who knows from Chivas if he's he, not going to go to Chivas. He's not going to Chivas. You don't think so? Nah. Fion. You think I he's going to stay with the Galaxy or? Yep. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to offer a, a stupid amount of money for him to go to, and it's just not gonna happen. Well, supposedly twelve million. Twelve million, and that's what uh, what is being rumored. Chivas is gonna get for JJ Mack. It's rumored that they're getting. See, that's the one that I, that, 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 that I cannot. Million. I cannot believe that Chivas is dumb enough to let the, to let JJ Mack go. What I think that was part of the. Some of the reasoning with um, with uh, Iguera, because he kept making all his deals with Grupo Pachuca, where they kept getting the best, the best out of Chivas, and that, who knows, man? I, I do think, I do think Iguera was was, you know, making some financial gains, because some of these don't make sense. For example, they bought um, Gulit, they buy him for like eight million. And then they loan him back to Leon, where it's like, I think Chivas was still paying half of his wages. And then they sell him to Rangers for like $2 million. And it's like, you lost so much money already. Okay, but that's, but that's always going to be the case. Chivas has to pay so much more for a player. Is, is Uriel and Wood, would, which are this way, would uh, Betis pay $12 million for Uriel Antuna? Honestly, yeah. No, no, but but I mean, what they were doing with Gullit, just sending him alone. No, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, 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 is and I've said this for years, is, is that Chivas has to pay more, period. I mean, they have no choice. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say all the time. I think it comes down to... Dude, every time Chivas buys a player, it's a seller's market. It's the only team in Liga MX where they, every single time they buy somebody from another Liga MX team or whatever, it, it, it is it, they are they are priced in a well, seller's it market. It depends. It depends because if you could go back and you see when they bought Seleccionado, you know Gonzalo Pineda, Chava Carmona, uh, they bought Adolfo Bautista, so they managed to bring in players. Way back when, yeah, but, but it was that was it that was a different like a different time a different time was, man. It was, but I do think a big reason for what happened with with the whole inflated prices had to had to be with Vergara. He just had poor poor negotiation skills when it came to to Liga MX. I don't think he built the proper um, relations that you need to have with other coaches and promoters and all that. I don't. I think he went about it the wrong way, and people were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna." Um, we're going to up the ante. Well, you know, like we mentioned, Belias is the kind of guy that's going to get, um, you know, I mean, he's not going to go after like the, the, the big names. He's going to get just solid, solid, solid Liga and Mekis guys. Remember, he was the one that took uh, Sambuesa to America. Belas. Yeah. When uh, Miguel Herrera, Miguel Herrera is like, you know, this guy came, you know, he was at Pumas. He came, I had him at Tecos. He was terrific. 
you know, he goes to some way, you know, goes to America, becomes a, you know, an idolo. You know, I think if you know how to negotiate, like if you, like if, you know, it's like, let's say it's a card game and you know what hands the other teams have, you know what cards they're going to be looking for, and if you know how to play to that, you could get, you could get away with it. Because of like, all right, how much do you want for this? Well, it, it is going to be interesting to see how he, uh, uh, how he does uh, uh, sprinkle some new talent into Chivas and see what kind of players he gets. Uh, I personally don't believe that he will sign Ulil and Antuna, but, uh, you know, and I, I guess we'll see at that point. Cause, I mean, honestly, is that a move that, that is that a move that Ricardo Pelaez makes? <clears throat> um, would, would he pick a player that, that, that has never proven themselves in Liga MX? It's, you know what, it's not, but who knows why he's, he must see something in him, you know. It's the fla- it's yeah, a flavor of the week. It it would be a flavor of the flavor week type of, week. of choice because he's he's what? he had a uh, he had a pretty good stint with the national team and that's it. And and against oh, lesser against lesser against lesser teams though. And then I guess, and then I guess the Galaxy he he does appear a little bit, but I've seen some pretty hilarious you know just flat out missing the ball moments from <laughs> while at the Galaxy. So. It would be like a. I mean, I would, I would doubt his intellect if he were to sign, if he were the guy behind signing Antuna. So you think maybe that's just like a smoke screen? It, well, it's that like a little agent blown smoke up somewhere. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a quick hype, quick hype of what he played well, recently, and then and then just be like, wow, he's he's really great. But and you then, know what? But that's that's what you that's what you want your agent. I mean, you're that that's that's being a good agent right there. It's a, yeah, you're selling the generating guy, generating buzz for his for his client. So that's what uh, that's what needs but to also, happen. For... Also, you know, like if a club knows that you want a certain player, uh, or like you're desperate to get him, they'll charge you even more. But if they think you're not interested, they might be more willing to to negotiate. So play play hard to get. Well, I don't know if I really want to do that. He's okay. No, no. Well, I mean, it could be like Chivas is putting all their coins into the Antuna, but that's just like. A, Smoke screen, and then they're gonna end up just getting all these other players. So, uh, so let me just well, like, like, John, just so I'm, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Chiquis. Well, real quick, like, like you said, John, uh, he's a winger. I, w- I would be more, more, uh, wanting to get uh, JJ Mack back than, uh, than a winger, which they already have, yeah, so. but they can't, they can't get him. Because uh, Grupo Pachuca has a buyout clause, so the only way they could get him back is if GP decides not to buy him. Yeah, so there's the challenge. Because what's going to happen is the GP buys him, and then they're going to turn around and sell him to Borussia Dortmund for like twenty five million. <laughs> yeah, Sevilla. That's, what, that's, that, that's what's going to happen, man. Dortmund and Sevilla seem to be the interesting. Interested parties, right? Uh, anyway, so 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 just just so I'm clear, in 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 the past in the past year, in, in the past calendar year, you've you, you, you've seen Tata Martino take over Mexico. Yes, I have. And 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 you and you said like right from the from the jump, from the jump, that 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 if you and Tata were dating, you would have taken him, asked him to come upstairs for a cup of coffee, yeah. right then and there. Yes. The two spoons so, of sugar. 
That's right. <laughs> so with so with with Ricardo Pelaez at Chivas, you know now 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 you know you 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 have quite the dilemma. You know who who gets uh, who gets to sit in the front seat of the. Uh, I mean, luckily they don't play at the same time. That's true. That's true. That's true. You can be like that guy in those old movie movies. He has a family on the east coast and a family on the west coast. You have your you have your your Belias moment and you have your, and you have your Tata moment. So it's uh things are looking up for old uh, old, old, old Joel Aceves uh, at the end here in in uh, in, in 2019. It is. It is. And uh, even if I think even if Chivas misses the playoffs, I do think uh, Chivas fans will have much to. You know, to be optimistic about uh, going going forward. They do. They uh, they they have certainly played well, and, and and you know, and again, they're not out of the Liga. So let's see let's let's see what has to happen for. Uh, I got a, I got a simulator up. You I have think, a simulator. I think, I think so, it all. So the Chivas has to win, obviously, right? Yeah. Chivas has to win. I got them winning three so zero. <laughs> they're playing Veracruz. So they have to win, and then and then Pachuca, Pumas, Tijuana, and Monterrey all have to lose. So four teams have to lose, and Chivas have to win. You know, that's uh, uh, there was a couple of years ago where I think it was Pachuca or somebody was in that very same boat, and all four teams ahead of them lost. And I think Paleta Esqueda scored like a last second goal, and it put in a, and it put him in the league. Yeah, so straight, <laughs> this is Liga Mekis. I mean. You know, all, all, the only thing that's predictable on Liga IMX is that it's unpredictable. So, Chiquis, you have them winning 3-0, and who are they playing? They're playing... Veracruz. Veracruz. Yep. They're playing Veracruz, and... Uh, I think it all comes down to Monterrey beating or uh, losing to Atlas, which, like, is that really going to happen? That's that's the main game. Like, the other, the other games uh, possibly could happen, but Monterrey losing to Atlas, that's the that's the key game right there. Yeah, but you know, Atlas Atlas would 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 love nothing more. You know, they're oh, if, if they can't win, the next best thing is to make Chivas fans miserable. But you know that it will come at a cost, Yon. If if Atlas lose, they no. Go, but if they, that's well, true. Let, that's true. Yeah, let me see. So if if um, let's say uh. Uh, if Atlas if Atlas lose, they will fall under Chivas in the percentage. So there's there's that meeting yeah, where the, the guy is sweating. Which which anymore. button do I press? It doesn't exist. <laughs> I know it doesn't, but but I mean it's still. What do you want? You know what's more important for you? Right. No, I mean, uh, and then uh, so so. Um, Pachuca plays Pumas, so 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 right there you have uh, you know s- someone is going to win. I think that has to be a well. Even if Monterrey loses to Atlas, I think Pachuca and Pumas have to tie. <laughs> right, yeah. Pachuca and Pumas would have to tie. You're exactly. They would have they would have to tie, and then Monterrey, which again, I mean. Not out of the realm of possibility. So Monterrey would lose. You know what? It, it, this craziness could actually happen. Because uh, Cholos, who, who was the other one that you said had to lose? 
Is it short? It would be Monterrey, Tijuana, and then Pumas, Pachuca. But Pumas, Pachuca play each other. So if, if somebody, if one of those two win, then it's over. Yeah. But Cholos, if they draw. Yeah. If they draw, then, then Chivas is in. Cholos could very well lose against Leon. They're playing at home, though. So they have right. that for them. But yeah, it's just, it's it's nearly impossible for Chivas to, to make this. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's, I would say impossible. I mean, you know, Leon is a good team. Uh, I mean, let's face it, Pucas, Pumas, Pachuca, that, that, that's, that just has draw written all over it. And, man, that would just be just, just, just hilarious. You're right, Hoyle. I think I, think I got that, that, the whole setup wrong. It would be, uh, it, it, it would be just, yeah. Pachuca's feeling the heat. Uh, Palermo. Palermo. What does an Atlas fan do? The, yeah, they just hope. They just hope for the best, but they're not gonna. Get, they're not gonna get it. I have serious. Well, that's the thing, though, because because if, if they lose, then I, I, I guess the solace is is, is 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 that Chivas is out. But if they if they win, then Chivas could be could their their winning could send Chivas to the Liga. Atlas fans, or all or Atlas you know fans. We haven't mentioned uh, so Bigotón. Bigotón was finally sacked. I think it's time for the Bigotón to uh, retire to uh, uh, Tudene and, and do TV for the, to the, for the rest of his uh, soccer days. Or, 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 or go like run a youth academy. Yeah, go run a youth academy. You know, if I'm Liga MX, I would, I would give him like, uh, I don't know, an under 15, you know? Maybe if if I were a team that, was, that, that really was thinking, man, we really got to get the youth program up and running, and, and and really make that uh, a very integral part of our identity and how we do business and how we play. I would hire Ricardo La Volpe as my as the, as the head of the youth system. The head you know, of Fuerzas Básicas. He needs to get clout. Oh, though. He needs to get clout. He needs a position where he gets clout and he gets recognition. He's he's got that ego. No, so if he, if, so. if he can he's get that, now. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that that's something that that's. Uh, I think he just loves the game. And yeah. I, I think that the, the coaching part is, is kind of passed him by, but but I think that his 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 eye for talent and and, and his yep uh, I think that getting so players I, in the right position exactly that's even just as good you know he knows how to yeah. where to put a player he's he's the guy that when you went to Toluca when uh, he moved he moved Cardoso and that's when Cardoso had his best season record breaking thirty something goals um, but you. You know, I was going to say, and I was going to um, go a bit more on the Pelayas ball waxing. But Pelayas was with the Selección. He was one of the guys that put forth the, um, with, with the Chucho Benitez. So he was involved in the 05, um, 05-17 win. Pelayas was, wow. Yep, it was him and uh, Burrillo Azcarrara. But he is the one that recommended that, and uh, that they start working and, and and they put that team together, uh, because the guy in charge of the youth teams was Hugo Grondona, the son of um, the late Grondona from AFA, and who who went on to destroy the Argentine youth teams. Everything Peckerman had did, Peckerman put together one of them. Most dominant youth program. They were a, a juggernaut, yeah. <laughs> they 
they were just winning under 20s, gold medal Olympics. They were just kicking ass. And uh, Rondona comes in and he just, he just, just knocked it all down with a sledgehammer and they're still trying to recover. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to me, Joel, that the, uh, and uh, I, think, I think I read Martin's article earlier today about you know, Mexico has the U-17. They're playing the South Korea, which is, frankly, how lucky are they that they don't have to play either France or Brazil to uh, to, to make it to the final. But Nor, uh, nor Italy. Italy had yeah, beat was, them, but Brazil just took out Italy. Right. And uh, and he was writing about that, that, that 05 team. And, and you, know, you know how rare it is for not just Mexico, but for any national team to be able to have you know, if if you, if you have two guys graduate from a from a from a youth national team, it's a, it's big. If four guys that that went or or three guys, and then Chicharito who was cut from the team, so he's essentially from that same pool. Four of those guys ended up playing what three World Cups? Yeah, he That's got cut amazing. for Ever. Ever, yeah. I forget his last name. Ever was not who was in who was in the yeah. U.S. Style. <laughs> he is. Oh man. Yeah. You cheekies, pay attention. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so four guys, <laughs> four guys uh, from that four team. That, that, that is it just absolutely insane that the yeah. uh, national team have four guys from the U seventeen play three yeah. World Cups. Usually, from the from under seventeen to under twenty, it's about ten players that make the cut, and then from under twenty to under twenty three is. About five, and then from under twenty-three to senior, it's like you said, it's about two to four, and then right. not always are they going to be like key players. You know, and and and, and the sad thing is, is, you would you would probably add Villaluz to that list if he wouldn't have won for that horrible concussion that he got in the, in, in the final against Toluca against uh, Chepos Toluca, oh, man. where he was. Remember, remember, he just got knocked the f out. He was he was done. And then no, I, I honestly I didn't remember that. Um, and and it's it's kind of sad because Villalobos was was yeah, he was a yeah. I mean he was a starter for Cruz Azul when he was what seventeen and play, yeah. and not just just started playing well. Yeah, it was really fortunate that that uh, ended up happening to him and his. Uh, Is his he also in the USL? Uh, you know I didn't I don't remember seeing Villalobos. Uh, I thought he was still in. Uh, I think he's actually in. Uh, in one of the uh, uh, Ascenso teams. All right, Hobbit. Yeah. I know Hobbit was another guy that fell by the wayside. And Hobbit. He even did some jail time. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't paying child support. El Hobbit, the deadbeat. That's uh, that, that's very unfortunate. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> very his unfortunate. wife had a kid, and he's like, hey, I'm going on an adventure. It's just disappeared. I think so the Mexico's... Is- uh, Yes, Villaluz is at uh, San Pedro, I think, in Guatemala. Oh, nah. that's what the wiki says. But I, I saw a report once where there was like the former Mexican player. They were interviewing him, and uh, he was playing like in the second division, like in the one Guatemala. And uh, he, they're interviewing while they came to pick him up, and they had to jump in the back of a truck. It's like like a pickup truck, like just like a beat up Toyota. To get to the state, taking him to the field. So it's almost like, like imagine going to Home Depot and there's a bunch of former League IMX players, and then you're like, "Hey, I need five guys for a cascarita." 
and Villaluz, Villaluz shows up, scores a hat trick for your team. Yeah. He's there. He's there with, that, uh, with, with Wiki and some other guy. Mamomia. That reminds me, we uh, years ago when I was producing uh, UT Spanish Radio, we were picking up one of our announcers, and we uh, settled on this Wendy's that was right off the highway. Well, it turned out that that Wendy's was next to the day labor site, and for some reason. Uh, this is when I was working for Unicio Radio. They uh, they rented me a, a van, but it was like one of these huge white work vans. So it looked like it was a work van. So I pull up, <laughs> and oh, all these guys are all these guys are asking, "No, no, no, we're just we're here to pick up our, our guy." And then I, I told the our, our, our color guy was traveling separately, and I said, "Man, you have no idea how lucky you are that you made it because you know we could have picked up at the day labor, we could have picked up a couple of guys to replace both of you <laughs> to do our to do our announcing for for, for the game today." Uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah, so Villaluz uh, playing in Guatemala, still playing. You know that, that that to me just says that he just he just he just loves the sport, or he can't do anything else. That's that's usually it. Yeah. So, well, he could. He just chooses. Uh, well, I mean, it's hard for them to like not. have a cubicle job or right. What now this U seventeen team um, has uh, a, a couple of players who seem to maybe have uh, the possibility to, to to get out of this uh, this age group and then maybe make a name for themselves. Uh, you know, obviously the, the one that everyone knows is Efrain Alvarez, who uh, I think has had his moments, but I think he's been he's been too inconsistent in this tournament. Uh, uh, he. Uh, Obviously has the skill, but I think that he needs to put on like, like ten to fifteen pounds of muscle, and learn how to use his uh, his lower body to uh, control the ball and be able to hold off uh, defenders. So if if he can do that, then I think that he has, that he has a really good chance. But uh, you know that's uh, that's one of the areas of uh, where some of the other Mexican players who are of that style and skill level have not succeeded. Uh, if they if they've moved on, so they need to work on. They need to make their. Well, Chikis, you're 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 about you're all about leverage. Like like when when you're when you do your uh, jujitsu, it's all about leverage, right? Yeah, correct. More than anything else. Yeah. yeah. So you have to have. I mean, your your center of gravity has to be like right in your in your like like your 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 butt to your knees, just like just. Correct. And. Uh, and yeah. it seems like that's what a lot of Mexican players just just don't seem to have. And he's a he's not a tall guy either, so he should he should have sort of that to his advantage naturally. He should have like tree trunks as legs, tree trunks as legs. Yeah, so sort of like Gio. You know, hold those guys off. I guess the big name that people are talking about is this uh, from the star the star guy from the movie Goal, Santiago Muñiz. <laughs> what about that? Uh, on the U seventeen team. Okay, I'm just joking around. It's Santiago Munoz. Uh, oh, he has a similar name. Yeah, similar name, but he's he's been playing really well for the U seventeens. If you've watched uh, some of their games, no, I did get I did get to watch them play uh, Japan, uh, and they actually played. Uh, I think that was in the round of sixteen, and they they Japan was a good team, and they they handled Japan relatively easily. Uh, they, uh, they 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 kept the ball away and had a bunch you know had some chances and were able to get a couple of men which is you know all you can ask for in the knockout tournament 
So they definitely have time. I just don't know. I haven't seen the other teams play. But I mean, are these things more about like 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 seeing potential as opposed to, you know, actually winning? I mean, how important is winning the tournament? Well, it's not. I, I think um, I, I was saying in the past it was very, but then we see how the talent gets gets um, how do you say wasted in Liga MX? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. We, I mean, we lost Joel there. Talent getting uh, wasted in Liga MX. Yeah, these guys need the opportunity in Liga MX. If they, if they, well, I think the press and everyone is hoping for a good victory. I know a lot has been talked about the previous uh, youth teams. Of course, the U seventeen is one. The you know the the main one in Peru. And they've gotten yeah, but, pretty yeah, close but that's, to that's the recent ones. Is, is, is it how you know? I think what people need to understand is 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 is, is how rare it is for 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 a, for a team like that to graduate so many players to the to, to the to the to the senior squad. It just it, it, it is it's almost unprecedented. It just it doesn't happen very often at all. So to, to to make comparisons to that team is just incredibly unfair because it's just not. Uh, it, 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 stuff like that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen anywhere. I mean that, that that that's why I think as Mexico, you know, that's uh, as Mexico fans, you know, you should actually, you know, look back at this. I mean, you know, that was a really good generation. Did they get Mexico past? You know, the, the uh, make them jump one more step in the uh, in in the World Cup? No, they didn't. But they won everything else, and they did it consistently. And uh, for that. Uh, you know, I think Mexico fans should maybe, uh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, take a little pause instead of just always try to trash these guys. I think if if they do good and and players are highlighted like uh, Alvarez, uh, Munoz, and and some of these players, they can get you know eyes on them and get more value look towards them in their clubs. They could be appreciated more in their clubs and then get more playing time and be standout players and the and their teams get playing time and then you know make it make it higher from there maybe go to Europe or something but yeah it's rare like you said it's rare only a fair few like even the via lose you guys were talking about via lose and I agree he, he did play good at, at Cruz Azul but he wasn't like he wasn't like a super talented guy he was more like a hustle speedster sort of small type of you need those guys too yeah so be I mean, he was he was a playmaker. He he made plays. The, 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 that that's what made Villalus so effective. I mean, he you're right though. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't like a like a superstar, but but he ended up he was like a like a like a like a, an Elias Hernandez. You know, he just he was just 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 a solid. But again, he got he got terribly injured, and he just was never the same player after that. And it happens. I mean, you know that that what happens to Villalus is a lot more common to those U17 teams than the guys graduating to the. Uh, to the, to the senior side and, and and starting World Cup games a lot more that is a lot more common. Yeah, you know, guys peak at seventeen. That happened. I mean, it's just it's just it's it's just such a crapshoot. So, uh, I mean, look at the twenty eleven. The twenty eleven team won the World Cup 
in Mexico. And out of that team, I mean, outside of uh, of, of Pollo Briseño, has has anyone had a lasting career in uh, in Indiga Mekis? No. And Pollo and Pollo Briseño, I mean, he just you know this was after uh, you know failed attempts in Portugal. I mean, he's he's you know he's he's back by the good grace of whatever. We also have um, Fierro. Like I said, Espericueta. Pollo Briseño is the only one who. I mean, seriously, come on, Carlos Fierro, please. He why he has his um if I'm not mistaken I think his his uh, vitrina has more cups than uh, Mr. Briseño. Well, I would I, I I wouldn't doubt he would, but I don't necessarily think that he uh, is el jugador transcendente that you're that you're that you're painting him to be. No, he's not. He's not. But I mean, he's had a good career. I mean, he's he was still he playing. was just a he was just a, he was a jag. He was just a guy. He's he's and you know what he's. He's living the dream for many Chihuahua fans. He's, he was bagging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Players couldn't get a drink at the table. What's wrong with he you? <laughs> he gets to hang out with Mati on a, almost on a daily. That is true. That is true. They, they are, I mean, they just, you know, they, they, you know, they, it's, it's, you know, it's the blue eye connection, I think. Well, you know, Mati has the blue eyes and Fierro has the blue eyes and, you know, they, they bat their, their little blue eyes at each other and, Up there, up there in San Jose, get things going. They can make the San Jose earthquakes great again, like they were in the past. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just it's just it's just very rare. So it would be interesting to see if if, if any of these guys uh, are able to uh, work work their way through. But I do think, Joel, that um, that if I were Liga MX team, if I wanted to make my youth program very strong. The first I, I would hire Ricardo de la Volpe and I'd make that hire tomorrow. I would snatch him up very quickly. We'll see what if would he... you put him in charge of though? I would put him in charge of the uh, Fuerzas Básicas. Yeah, but like you could say all of the youth teams under 23, under 20, under 17. The, the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole thing. But that means he would have to also be in charge of bringing in coaches or or does he coach every single net no, he, 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 he he does all the hire I think he can handle it he can, he can do all the hiring you know you know make the program you know just 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 build the program I, I, I would build a I would have him build my youth program Well, if he appears on Picante in the next few weeks, trying to spout like his his words of wisdom, then uh, we might we might see him still trying to be the clout the clout searcher, as always with his ego. But if not, then yeah, that'd be a good. Uh, I agree. He'd be he'd be a good guy for the youth. Well, you know, for building a program, and I've thought of this before. I would hire um I would hire Vielsa. Not to run it, just like on a consultation type, like send your people over and they could set up the program with the scouting and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, he would also be, I mean, but let's, I mean, that's, that's, that's like the ideal hire. But, you know, yeah, the, the I mean, and he wouldn't have to be here because we know how he is, but 
he has a lot of people working under him. Um, you know, it was almost similar to what Chihuahua was doing with Cruyff. Right. But Cruyff would just come every now and then, but Cruyff had his people setting everything up. Well, he set up Van Skippy. Can't forget Van Skippy. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. I, I will say this about, 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 about Van Skip. He, uh, he learned Spanish very quickly, which I think was, that was, that was impressive. I wonder if he already knew some words. He probably did. He probably did. Yeah. So, uh, Mexico plays Holland in the, in, in the semifinals. So, a, a team that, yeah. uh, that lost to the team that Mexico, uh, they lost to Japan, the Mexico beat. So we know that they're, that they're beatable. And, uh, you know, if it, and now Mexico, if I'm not mistaken, in the 05 U17, I think they beat Holland, uh, quite convincingly in that, uh, in that well, semifinal. Beat them well, John, I think, I think that the under 17 level, Mexico is one of the top, we could say top five teams in FIFA. Yeah, and since that 05, I think you're right. I, mean, I, saw, I saw some uh, uh, a graphic that that showed uh, you know since 05 what what they I mean they've they've made you know they they won it again they made a final they've they've made the semis uh, so so they've, they've they've you're right I think consistently they since, made uh, three finals right because they lost one to Nigeria right and yeah, right, right. Like they made three 13, finals since 20... 05 yeah yeah, yeah that's when I was on that team yeah and. Uh, which is kind of disappointing when, when I think it's in group stage where Nigeria just opens a can of whoop ass. They did. And then they, and then they, and then they, they only opened just, they only opened a half a can in the <laughs> final. <laughs> yeah. Those Nigerian kids look grown men. Uh, not saying they are, they were just, I think that continues to be one of Mexico's. Uh, Edson Alvarez was a, was a central in the, in the, and he scored the best, one of the best goals I've ever seen where he, he dribbled from the midfield all the way through and scored. And they, that was as a central. I was like, man, the, you know. The, 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 and then he and then he started playing for America soon after that. He was well, he was a starter as a teenager for America. That's that's impressive. You know, you have talent when when you, you when you can go to a team like that and start in a as a, in a not just you know like a, like a striker, but you know a position where you have to really know what your your role on the field. And and and, and he and he pulled it off. And he's a he's he's probably Mexico's. Uh, Their best prospect to end up on another gigantic team within the next two or three years is uh, is Edson Alvarez. It is uh, more than Lainez, who's beginning to oh, struggle, yeah. and just more going back to that. Uh, one of the weaknesses we said about under seventeen is just lack of physicality. Although there's been a lot of improvement, if you compare the just on height and and whatnot. Like build, you know, uh, for it's, Mexico. It's funny you mentioned that, Joel, and, and I just let me just interject. Uh, when uh, Mexico's uh, that U seventeen team in 05 played uh, the, the the qualifying tournament to get into 07, they played it in, in Sinaloa, and Carlos Vela and Giovanni both were so much bigger than the rest of the. Uh, remember, they, they they both been you know Giovanni was in Barcelona and. Uh, Carlos Vela was at Arsenal or wherever it was. He, well, he was in Spain somewhere. And they were just so much, I mean, they were just so much thicker than, than, than the rest of the team. And they were able to, they were able to, to hide the ball so well when they had it. 
because they were just so much stronger than than than, than the rest of everybody. Yeah. Just, so so you're absolutely right. It, it, it's one area where they just they 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 have they have to improve. Yeah, and and I think that's what's hurting Linus uh, at Betis. I just think he's too skinny and uh, short. Uh, being short as well is another disadvantage. I don't think it prevents him, but it is. It is uh, when you when you get to more physical leagues, you well, just have to you know, be that much more better with the ball. What Linus has to do, Joel, is watch the uh, the the Maradona documentary and watch how Maradona, who was oh, a very man. small. I mean, Maradona's yeah. not, you know, he's like Messi. He's, what, like five, six at the most? He's not yeah. a tall guy. But, but man, but is it he could protect the ball. Five... Oh, it doesn't matter. But, but I mean, but, but the, you know, what made Maradona so good is that he had, his legs were... Uh, oh, they they're tree workouts. trunks, man. Yeah. The, 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 okay, so Linus... That's what Linus six. has to have. Yeah. He, yeah, and he's skinny. He's, he's a skinny dude. Uh, you can see his build. He needs to bulk up a bit more. Gotta thing, go to those things. He's got to lay off the bread at the tapas bar. Well, it's it's also the way that it, like some people I don't think can just like gain weight and and be troncos. Yeah, it's it's hard, it's, it's hard right? because his 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 style of play is when he receives the ball, he like he touches it, but not like Maradona had the the touches that were really close to his feet. He would keep the ball always close. Lainez sort of like lets it bounce off him and, and uses his speed to sort of make runs. But if the defenses are really compact, he's not going to have much space to like, you know, let it tap off Which his leg. He needs to learn, he needs to, learn to, to... Yeah, and that's... To, to use his body. It's like a different style. He, he's going to have to, you know, relearn all that. It's, it's the style he had yeah, but, with but, America. But, but, but if you're going to play in the middle, if you're going to play in the middle, then, then, you, then you, have, you, you have to do that. I mean, if he's on the wing, that's one thing because you know where, where, where your where, where your speed is much more of an asset. I mean, you know, in the middle, you have to use your speed so much more selectively. And I mean, and if that's his only move, then then yeah, he needs to. I mean, then he definitely needs to come back. Yeah, he needs open space. So not as yeah. much as not as much as a Chucky, but he needs open space to do his stuff. Carlos Vela is more like Carlos Vela and Giovanni, like you said, are more. They were more, more so like uh, like Maradona in that aspect and keeping the ball close. I remember in in the youth of Vela when he was at the Arsenal. I think he played uh, Manchester United, or he had somebody on the corner. Man, he like, he just like juked him pretty pretty good, and he would keep the ball really close to his feet and just had excellent control. No, he is. Uh... Yeah, I mean they. I mean they. They worked on the s- s- different parts of the game when they were over there when they were kids, and it was very obvious when they when when they when they came over and played with uh, with 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 Mexico in that tournament. So, you know, but you're right though. I know that Linus has a different style, and uh, but I mean, it, I mean you 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 have to be able to adapt. I mean, and, and you have to understand that 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 you're a pro. And I mean, this is now how you you know this is how you're making a living. So you're not going to be making a living for very long if it, if you don't make those adjustments. And uh, I think that, that that's where there might be a little disappointment in Linus, where he hasn't been. And again, you know, maybe it just uh, you know it didn't work out. I think we had uh, one of our uh, one of our illustrious followers come on and tell us that he he spoke to uh, someone who was uh, who was a 
a was it a scout or a, or a coach in the in the Club America system? It said that Lines was he was uh, he was all it was all smoke and mirrors anyway. That uh, that 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 Cordova was a real talent, but he was the one that had been injured. But he, but but he's now back. And uh, you know Cordova's on the did, did he did he make the call up on the, on the last national team list or is he? Uh, I know he made the last one. So let's see where we are on that. Yeah, that's sure. I think Netherlands is is coming from Menos, the Menos Amas. They uh, beat Nigeria three one, beat Paraguay four one, and so they started out rough, but they won their last three games. So I think oh, they're going to be pretty oh, tough. Max, they lost to Italy, tied Paraguay. Yeah, they tied, lost, and then won there against their flan, and they they beat Japan and beat Korea, but not not by those exotic uh, score lines that. Uh, that cheeky has just announced. <laughs> and of course, Nigeria, we know, is the the youth powerhouse. Uh, Paraguay did beat Argentina 3-2. Well, I, 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 don't think, I don't think there is much anymore. Man, why don't they put this like on the... Yeah, it should be it should be a good good game tomorrow. We'll have to keep our eyes open. Hoeli might be asleep during the middle of the day, but uh, I yeah, usually sleep at that hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, it should be a fun match. Probably recorded. I'm I don't know. Well, if you have like Fubo and stuff, it'll be on and over and over and over and over. You can also watch it on demand if you, or you can just watch the highlights. Uh, I'm showing my age with the recordings. One thing that I was like annoyed, I'm, I'm, I'm never annoyed by stuff, but uh, what's that guy, Sammy from Telemundo? That guy's, that, his voice is just sort of like uh, really loud and screeching, annoying, sort of. Miss, my, miss me some... Uh, You're talking about what? Sammy Sadovnik? Sammy Sadovnik, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Sammy Sadovnik. He's a Peruvian guy. Yeah. I miss me some Andres Cantor. <laughs> Although he 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 uh, right, well, commentates with him. Let's see. We have uh, the goalies or Ar Gonzalez Jurado got a call up. I think that that's outstanding. I think that there's he has a that definite future. And uh, Memo Choa, and then they called up uh, Calderon, uh, Gallardo, Mier, Montes, Moreno, Chaca. Your uh, your favorite, your uh, Romo guy. Jorge Sanchez, Johan Vasquez. Uh, man, this is like the hardest name for me to pronounce in Spanish, and I speak Spanish, and it's embarrassing that I can't that I can't say this last name. Well, I have to like work work, work my way up up to it. It's uh, Aguirre, but I just I can't do that IR anyway. Edson's on there. Uriel Antuna is back. Cordova is on there. Jonathan, who's now out. Uh, Guti, Urbelin, uh, Alvarado, Jimenez, uh, JJ Mack, and Rodolfo Pizarro. So that's a a pretty decent team for uh, Mexico to uh, get the the uh, two points they need to uh, qualify for the uh, semifinals of the CONCACAF Nations League. And uh, they play, uh, I believe, in Panama first, uh, and then they play versus Bermuda. They're going to play in Toluca. And again, like another another slap in the face to the Monterrey folk. They've had that new stadium for what going on five years now, and they haven't had one national team game there, which is just amazing to me. 
and this would have been a perfect opportunity to have one, but for whatever reason, it didn't. Uh, it didn't materialize for the Monterrey folk. So uh, that is the list. Uh, you know, you know, de, lo, de los destacados. I think uh, we have to, you know, point out Raúl Jiménez is having just another outstanding season at uh, at Blackburn. Got two uh, huge goals just just this week alone uh, with the uh, Europa League. And then uh, yeah, he, he got the uh, the game winner for Wolves in their last uh, Premier League game. Had the since we last spoke, scored one of the best goals I've ever seen in the Premier League for a Mexican player to the move that he put on Otamendi and then and then sort of serving up that guy. That was outstanding for uh, for, for Raúl Jiménez to to do that for for Wolves to be Manchester City, which uh, was a, a pretty gigantic accomplishment. So he's having a gonna. I think Hoyle, you were saying, you know, I have, to, I have to see him do it two years in a row. I think he's doing it two years in a row. Well, are we back on Pelias? No, no. Well, well I mean, he, he's, he's, he, you know who he is. He is, he is Pelias Jr. He is uh, Raul Jimenez. You know, there's no doubt in my mind that Pelias would have had a, a, a solid career in Europe, you know, had, had he had the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it was much more difficult. Uh, to go abroad than it is now. You know, and it's funny you mentioned Belais because you know, as a player, I, mean, I, I think of, of, of Raúl Jiménez filling that Belais role uh, in the upcoming World Cup uh, that, that he had in France '98. He's just way but, better with the feet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he's he's. But the difference is, he's a more complete forward. Probably Belais uh, was better header, but uh, I think overall Jiménez is. More complete striker. Yeah, well, I think where Pelaez had an advantage too. I think that he was uh, he was he was better at uh, at like re- reflexive goals, you know, like like yeah. about this and stuff. Which, which again, I mean, that, that, that you have to be very skilled to do that. That is not easy. Yeah, it's it's not as easy as it looks. Exactly. You know, people would criticize. Well, yeah, the ball was bouncing there, but it's he, he put himself in that position. Yeah. I mean, I look at Bofo where the ball was bouncing in the 07 World Cup final, and he kicks it as hard as he can right at the goalie. Dude, pass it into the net. You don't have, all you have to do is <laughs> kick it where, they, where he ain't. You know, you don't have to, you know, rip the nets in half. Anyway, I digress. But, uh, you know, he uh, has done very well for himself at Blackburn. Uh, at, I'm sorry, at uh, Wolverhampton. And Wolverhampton, uh, if they wanted to could probably make themselves a nice chunk of money because because he he's at the point in his career where where he's just now starting the you know, he's the style that he plays you know the, the, the this is going to be the the meat of his career coming up in, the, in these next couple of years so he's he's only going to get better and it's uh, it's it, it is really fun to watch him play he is uh he he's finally uh living up to the the, the vast potential that he showed uh you know, starting in 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 the 2012 uh, London Olympics, so it's good to see uh, uh, Raúl Jiménez do well and, and do well on a consistent basis. Uh, outside of him, uh, you know, really, uh, it's it's kind of you know Sebastián Jurado to me would be the, the you know the guy that's like wow. The, 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 of course, they're playing you know Panama and Bermuda, but you know, let's see what he can do. Because he would probably be the uh, no, Hugo Gonzalez is a, is definitely a good goalie as well. So they have a 
yeah, I think this is a message to Memo that, hey, you know, just because you've played the last two World Cups doesn't mean that you're not going to have any competition. So, And he hasn't been, uh, Memo hasn't been the, like, shining great for America. I mean, they're, they're still doing well, but he's been scored on plenty <laughs> for America. Yeah, wanted to come back. <laughs> I think that that was uh, I don't think that that was his choice. His wife he made it? Like a, I don't know if it was, if it was a family missing decision. The, I'm missing the taco salsa man. Well, I mean, honestly, I, if, if, if someone came back for that reason, how can you ever hold them hold them at fault for, for that? True. Certainly. I mean, that that that, 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 that. Uh, what the documentary? Yeah, they're watching the Netflix tech. They're in Belgium, you know, freezing their nuts off. <laughs> Netflix taco documentary comes on, and it's like I got to tell you that shot that? of the of, of, of the uh, of the flame just sizzling the trompo. Yeah, and With, then he's mammal. He just doesn't even have to pay. He did you see Joel in, in that documentary with the, with the guy that was the made, that made the pastor, but but his. His marinade was like like he like tar like like it was like jet black, and uh, the trompo looked totally different. And it was uh, it was uh, you know there's some regio in Monterrey. It's like well, this is the way we do it. Yeah, I, like, I remember that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it was delicious. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it's like it's like wow, it's like like the balls on this guy to do the taco <laughs> you know, documentary and uh, you know. But you know, I get it. I get it. Everyone everyone wants to. That is a great documentary. I want to go to that place that had the barbacoa in the in the pit. I need to try me some of that. You know, I'm not a barbacoa guy, but man, that uh, just just the, the process alone. I mean, I'm making so bad. I mean, that really is amazing. And then then that place, all they do is do that all day long. That is uh, that is impressive. Yeah. We would have uh, when I was a kid. Uh, there was a place up the street called El Caballo Bayo, and there was there was a huge restaurant. But they'd have like a little uh, takeout window outside, so we, every every Sunday we'd go up and get uh, the carditas and the oh man and the then some barbacoa, chicharrón, and then with you know, with with El, it was it was it was great. Tacos sudados. My mom would get these tacos oaxaqueños that that would come wrapped in a banana leaf. You know, look like it was like a like a kilo of something. You know, which is unwrapping and it's very you know very. It looked it looked amazing. Ron told me his favorite was the uh, tacos de canasta. Tacos, tacos yeah, that's de an canasta, excellent episode. tacos. That is an excellent episode. <laughs> uh, that, that one's good. The guisado one is good. Uh, well, I mean, they're all good. Actually, the one that I, that I found least uh, entertaining was the carnitas one, which which was like hurt my heart because I love carnitas so much. But it was the one that was like, really? It just it didn't seem like it was as uh, as uh, as well put together as the other episode. But it's, it is a great uh, a great documentary. Uh, taco. Who have you been to that restaurant in Los Angeles where the guy was apologizing for his taco on the documentary? Hey, this, uh, poor guy. No, I haven't. I think that was the the, the taco de asado I... episode. No, I, I I haven't seen that episode either. Need to catch yeah, up there's on a, my... yeah, there's a restaurant in in LA that gets interviewed, and the guy's like, he's like apologizing for the way he makes. It was putrefied, right? Like, Did you have to apologize? It was putrefied, yeah, exactly. It's so it, was, it, was, it was like a like a pumpkin spice asado taco. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks. 
or 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 or, 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 or you know or, or something like that. But uh, man, when I was in Mexico City this summer, I could have had tacos al pastor for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I would have been very happy. Or I wouldn't have had a problem with it at all. None. Um, oh. I I don't know. I, I just think I don't know what people were expecting of Memo. Um, he's very consistent, and he he shows up to the big games. So he might have yeah. had a few blunders during the league, but I think once once the big games kick in, he's he's always most often than not he's always that that's why he's revered so much. You know, he's always come through on those big games. Well, hopefully for for America fans, uh, that'll be the case. But for the rest of us, we you know we we do hope that they uh, continue to get shellacked uh, defensively. And uh, but they're but they'll be in the league. Yeah, they've already qualified. They are one of the teams. It'll be interesting to see how they. Well, here's I got one for up. you. Yon, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. But... Hang on a second. Do I need to get... All right, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, do I need that? Do I need to... Uh... It's a, it's just rumor from the lavadera. You know, it's not nothing confirmed. Little, 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 little uh, foco rojos or... All right, what oh, you got? Lavadera, you, got? you know. Like, chismes. It's a chismes, oh. but it could hold some... There could be some, some truth in it. So supposedly America is a bit a bit teed off with uh, with Piojo in this constant fighting with the refs. And uh, so the rumor is that if he doesn't win the league that they will replace him with Memo Vasquez. Oh. I can see being upset with him. He's always in the stands. He's always getting red carded. So, yeah, you know, Piojo, Piojo's act just it just it just you know it, it, it you know you 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 want to see him be a good pro, and sometimes he can, but it just it just it just you know he he snaps. It's uh, it is it, it is unfortunate. Could you see Memo Vasquez though? At the America hot seat, John. Why you have to? Why you have to be so hateful, Hoyle? <laughs> nah, I, I mean honestly, no. I think it would suck. Frankly, <laughs> he's I, I would doing not, such yeah. a great job with the Rayos. A good um, coach. You know, he's, yeah. he he took Pumas to the final twice. He won one, and the second one, you know, came within a. a uh, a whisker, I'll just say, of of of, of, of winning. I mean, they hit they hit they hit the, the freaking post in in stoppage time after being down three zero and would have won four zero in the second leg. It would have been a a Christmas miracle. Yeah, no, he's a, he with a team that had no business being in that final. He he is a good coach. He is a great coach. Yeah, he's uh, he's showing it when the talks are. I mean, he's he's doing a lot with less. Uh, and then let's say hypothetically, uh, Piojo does get the sack. Where to do? Where do you gentlemen see him going to? Uh, hmm. Never thought of that. that's a good question. 
Tijuana well, welcomed him back? No, because I think that they're they're happy with Pareja. How, how did he leave it with uh, with with Belais? Um, I don't know because didn't he leave because of national team duty? Yeah, but then remember, I mean, he, you know, he was at America with Belais too. Again, weren't they at America together? Again? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think. Uh, Well, I guess my question is: Would if if if, if Belais wants his guy, would he hire? Would he hire? No, I don't think Arreta. he would be an option for Chivas right now. Vasquez uh, was one of the rumors. was rumored to be one of the main candidates of the ones that. Um, Pelias interviewed, but it's looking like they came to an agreement with Pena. And so some new outlets are already reporting that Pena will be staying. Well, good for him. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, and Vasquez is a, is a, is a, is a good coach and a proven coach and he's, he did well at Cruz Azul. Uh, you know, he was at Veracruz, poor guy, uh, but but he was able to get a, you know he was able to squeeze out a, a couple of big wins while he was there too. So it's uh, could could you guys see Piojo making the jump to Europe? I mean Aguirre's back in Spain, and that's like you know, I think that that the would be only the, coach we have right. abroad. I think Piojo could 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 go to could go to Europe. I think he could also go to MLS. He could you know you know where he would end up, Chiquis. Oh, La, La Puma. Is, uh, is 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 right here at Austin FC. Didn't they assign a coach already? Uh, yeah, they do actually. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry, they don't. They, they they just have a GM. They don't have a coach. Oh, they don't have a coach. So well, Wolf I think someone the... could bring the people in. It could be yeah. the Laos. Interesting. He. he uh, that would be interesting. That that would be very interesting. I would like to see Piojo go abroad or go over some other national team. Uh, I would too. I would too. Did Costa Rica get a replacement for the guy that was bored and then got <laughs> ended up with some? Uh, was was bored that he wasn't getting his uh, his 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 player from Order Mordidas every week? <laughs> oh man, that's for Matosos. I don't think we're going to be seeing him in a Liga MX uh, ever at all. I'm just I'm just curious who he ticked off that 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 because I mean you know that stuff happens all the time, and then I to think, pretend that, that that he was the only one that ever did it. it just, I think just he did something up. similar at America, and then they booted him, and then I think that they had, you know, put like a ban on him or eighty sixed him, but then um, San Luis brought him back. You know they have their president who's. who's uh, from Spain, right? One of the guys that Atletico sent over. Probably he didn't get the memo. And uh, he's out. He's out. Um, ouch. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, so it, it, it just the, 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 the stuff that they fired him for just, it just cracked me up because you, you know that that happens all the time. Oh yeah, that's pretty. And it's just—it's yep. just, just, just a you know a, it's like the sword of Damocles that hangs over these guys. 
that uh, you know if if they, if they piss off the wrong person, it's uh, you know they're gonna get they're gonna get uh, they're gonna let go very quickly, friend. Then they can just make up. Yeah, it's uh, not make up, but just use any any number of things. It's uh, it, it, it is very chick is who's Chivamex because he hopped on and then he hopped off. Oh, that's Jaime. Was that Jaime? Yeah. Well, he needs to hop back on. I don't know why. I don't know why he didn't come in and say something. I thought I heard him say something, and then I heard you speaking. So I was like, I oh well, I would have. Uh, no, I, I I did see him. I did see him hop on, but I was. I don't know if he was just listening. I didn't know who it was actually. So hopefully he will. Uh, he will no, join. He you know, maybe maybe we need to do. We need to. We need to he conjure him. Like, like 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 we conjure. Like we used to conjure. Uh, Perfect. Fernando. Let's see. I just messaged him. We'll see if he comes back. I messaged him to say. I don't know if that'll work. I you, just you, saw usually you, right now. Oh, Bullyball is being being um. MLS club is after Bullyball. Oh, there he is. Oh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it did work. It's it did work. The wait, Pamela, we, uh, we, we, we we were saying if if, if we played this. That you would, that you would, that you would come on, and, and sure enough, it worked. Oh, nos vamos a la liguilla, mis amigos. Well, so you asked. firmly believe that, that Pumas, Pachuca will tie, and then Monterrey and Cholos will lose, with a couple with Guadalajara winning. Hey man, everyone's got to bow down to the king. They just don't know it yet. What 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 king is that? The the, the one of the best team of all time, man. We're coming as the wild card, as they say in baseball. Look at the Nationals, man. They uh, somehow got into the playoffs and ended up we- uh, winning the whole thing with a little help. But nonetheless, they got it done, and we will too. Oh, you got to you gotta destroy us from, from California. <laughs> and and, and, and you're, you're, you're predicting tonight, Jaime, you're predicting on the show tonight. That Chivas will will not only qualify for the league yet, but they will win the entire thing, and the Chivas Comet will 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 make a surprise Christmas miracle appearance. This hey man, if if we can get in, it's it's over. It's Ooh. just like a girl, man. You know, just a tip and dale gas. Oh. So it's the nomás la nomás la puntita strategy. <laughs> For, 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 for Chivas yeah, to make to make the yeah they're just they're just teasing they gotta make no really really just 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 for a little bit just for a little bit they're just they're until, just teasing uh, yeah. they until it's not mathematically possible anymore I won't stop believing alright well, wait so a few you're minutes. like you're like you're like that's wait, right so that's the that? worst part about it is is, is, is that everyone is you know has has Liga fever and they and they have to wait a week because they have the they have the FIFA date. So it's 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 not going to happen until next week. Oh, yeah, I don't. And all the games aren't going to be played at the same time. So Chivas could, you know, when when Chivas plays Veracruz Ooh, is in there. interesting. That is very very interesting. I didn't know they were going to do it like that. Usually it's always at the same. Let's have a look. Let's see. So they play on. Oh, the, the main game. Nine. Actually, the the the, the, the Pachuca Pumas is at nine, and Monterrey is going to be four. at seven. And uh, Tijuana is the day before, yeah. So they will, they will, they will have half if 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 Tijuana 
and uh, either Tijuana or Monterrey even tie. I think that they're that, that they're toast. They have to lose. They have to lose. Tiene que perder. So they're gonna they're gonna know when Chivas plays. They're gonna know if they have possibilities or not. And if that's they good. if they if they don't, which I predict Atlas is gonna lose, and then that's gonna shatter Chivas's dreams. They might. I mean, what's your motivation to go out against Veracruz? I'd put in their second string, man. <laughs> why are we playing? Um, why are we playing the, this game? I think the thing, I think the thing is, uh, we got a lot. Well, I mean, it's all rumors right now, but it, it sounds like Pelas is already making moves for a lot of new blood for next season. So, and this even isn't even if we don't qualify, end the season on a high note. You know, hopefully, sell trophies to the highest and uh, replace them with some some better talent. <laughs> So if, uh, if, if they don't make the league, yeah, you want you want wholesale changes. No, I'm just saying. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Tennis can get you know the best out of trophies. He's been doing all right, but honestly, uh, I'm just very happy with Polillo, and I think it's disrespectful that he didn't even get a. What are, what are we doing, calling Raul? I know he's he's on fire right now, but he's injured, and Polillo's got the hot hand, man. He he should have been called up for the national duty. Tennis you know, humiliate Manchester City, you know, score goals in the Europa League, back into the top six. You know, but he doesn't have that. Doesn't have the cute emo hairdo like Pulido. So Pulido's disrespectful. Let's see. Uh, let's look at the goal. Uh, the goal scoring. Pulido's at ten, and JJ yeah. Mack is a little bit down there at eight. So. He's the Mexican with the most goals in the league right now, and yeah, he's, he's just, not getting credit for it. And and not all of them are from penalties. I always people always say, "Oh, it's all from penalties." Like he only had like four. Yeah, like the majority are for penalties. JJ <laughs> Mack has four on penalties. No, no but he only has four on penalties. How many has he missed? Four. But he has No, but I mean, Pulido at the start of the season said he was he wanted he was targeting for the goal scoring, and I mean he's too behind. I think he could tie. Um, was it Quiroga? Was that twelve? Yeah. He's a good. There's a good chance of, uh, you know, ending high up on the score chart. And he's got and, uh, uh, he's got Veracruz to beat up. To MLS. <laughs> they yeah, might send I mean, him to MLS. Chicharito was the last uh, yeah. Chivas player to win to win uh, the what they call the Pichichi. <laughs> and it was he, he tied with, with Hercules Gomez, so he didn't actually win it outright. Yeah, but he Same. missed he missed how many games? Well, that's because Nestor sent him to Valle del Bravo. Same thing with so uh, Omar Bravo, right? Mar Bravo ended with like ten, but he was tied as well. So, yeah, so Chivas haven't had an outright goal winner since like nineteen thirty eight. That's crazy. Actually, I don't know if that's true or not, but but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been a long time since Chicharro. Since Chicharro yeah, that was, was ten years ago. Ten. God, it's been ten years. I know, but I think Vega, Alexis Vega could, you know, 
I think he could remedy that. Uh, right. He's been doing well. So what did so, I miss? What else did you guys talk about today? Well, I mean, we had like the first like the first forty five minutes was all Chivas talking. We're not gonna we're not yep. gonna rehash that. So I mean we got we got we got So right uh, Mexico plays uh, Panama. They do. Uh, I believe it's on Friday night. Like at, I don't know, I'm not sure actually what time because I have a I have a I have a Sixers Thunder game that I'm getting ready for, so I will not. Uh, six p.m. Six p.m. Your time. Six p.m. Best Coast time. Yep. So, um, yeah, they play in Panama, and then then they play Bermuda, and they have to be able to if they can get two points out of these next two, two matches, a total of two points, then they will qualify for the uh, for the semifinals, which uh, I'm not sure who they would play in the semifinals in the CONCACAF Nations League. How do you feel about the, the U-17? Should, should we stop uh, hoping these kids pan out, or should we be excited about them? Well, we had a long discussion about that. I think they should just be happy if you get one or, if, if one or two guys pan out. If we pan out, then you should be very happy. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, when we the, won the World Cup a couple of years ago, it was uh, Carlos Fierro and Marco Bueno, and I mean, those guys have been. And none of those guys panned out. Yeah, he's not even panning out at San Jose Earthquakes, and that's embarrassing, though. <laughs> well, I'm guessing he was one of the, uh, you know, got to to Liga Mekis on the on the Godson gravy train. Let's see. Doesn't say. Doesn't say who the... It says first-ranked group winner, fourth-ranked group winner. So, yeah, I mean, Mexico's going to pass. They're going to qualify... To the next round. You see them in the final, Chiquis? Oh, I was talking about the the, the Nations League. Um, I don't I don't think they're going to pass uh, Netherlands. I don't think they're going to beat Netherlands in the under seventeen. I mean, honestly, I don't really think it matters. I mean, you know, as as as, as everyone pointed out, you know, Mexico's proven that they've at least on the international level that they that they do well at these tournaments. So. Uh, I mean, the, the real test is how, you know, how many of these guys end up, uh, I mean, not just making national, you know, I mean, how many of these guys end up having a, you know, decent professional careers. And the reality is, is that out of the 23 guys on, on the roster, like, you know, we've pointed out, if you can get, if out of, out of those 23, if you can get five to make it to, you know, to where they have like a solid seven, eight year career as a professional league on Mekis, that'd be a miracle. Well, not a miracle, but it just you know it's, it, it it is very difficult. I mean that's uh, I mean that that it, it's just it's just such a crapshoot. I mean they're seventeen; their lives could go so many different ways. You know these guys aren't uh, you know taken out and and then put in a box for the for the U twenties. You know they you know they they have live you know things happen to them. You know life happens to them. So it. Uh,
it, it's very difficult to forecast. And you know, and and, and I think anyone that has an expectation that the, you know that you know ten guys or whatever it is are gonna are gonna make it to the national, it's just it's just it's just not gonna happen. So. Yeah, but, I do uh, think I do think uh, the media no longer like like does that like when they did after all five, and it was Golden Generation and every pretty much any other team after that they had these super high expectations, and I think they've sort of dialed back on that, uh, and I think like even for this under seventeen hasn't gotten much hype as previous youth tournament. Which is strange because it's, you know, it's, it's being played at a, at a decent hour on the television where they, where they could hype it up a little more, but, uh, for whatever reason it hasn't, uh, and that hasn't materialized in that. Santiago Munoz is making sort of a, making a name for himself, so that's good. Maybe he can. He's at uh, Santos. Is he the number ten or the number nine? Uh, not sure. I'm watching some highlights. He's uh, he's a Mexican American from El Paso. Friends with his. What number? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find uh, nine. He's a nine. He's the number nine. Yeah, because the yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. He has been uh, relatively decent. So not putting, not getting, not getting respect. Who's uh? Well, the the our main our main man Rigo argues with Joel about Chofis' inconsistency. Let's say Chofis isn't really inconsistent. He he serves up awesome passes for Chivas players left and right. They're just not capitalizing. Uh, so one of the players they is not capitalizing. They just don't have the same vision. They just, just have, they just don't have the same vision that he does. Yeah, so, is, so one of those that we're talking... It is so rare for... Chofis is so good that it is so rare for, for the team to align to the, the astral plane on which he plays... <laughs> but, but when it does happen, they have to take advantage of it. Like in some, and lately, they, they've been they've been able to align themselves faster for a more prolonged period of time. So you're talking well, about you know, you're talking about Pulido, about though. You're talking about Pulido not being uh, up Pulido to the Casagol. Well, he's, he's just he's you know he 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 scores goals because they kind of bounce off of him and they and they go into the net. So so someone's missing so all the opportunities. Someone's someone's missing all the opportunities. Chofis is laying on a on a platter for them. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no question. There's no question. This, this last I mean, game, really, if, 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 you, if you want to be insulted for for not having a national team call up, the fact that our trophies wasn't called up to me is, you know, and and, and will continue to be. I mean, that, that that really is like Mexico's national shame right now, is not having that trophies on the on the national team. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bothered. I think this this last game just was like a perfect a perfect storm. They were running on all cylinders. Uh, Chofis, Pulido, Vega. I mean, it was just all working perfectly. And even then, they only win by one and let Querétaro score two goals towards the end. Well, that's, so, that's not their fault. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the team. They're, they're, it's the whole team. 
well, you know, uh, you know, Chofis, I'm sure is a, is a, is a benevolent master and he'll, you know, he, he believes in the virtue of false hope. And I'm sure that, uh, that, that in the second half, he, he, he told his, his followers, you know, let, let, let's give him a little false hope to make him, you know, make him feel a little better when they, when they go home tonight. And I'm pretty sure that that, that that's the reason why Chivas won three to two. You know, you know, this, here's a prediction though. Okay. Monterrey's going to win. That's going to shatter all the dreams. They're going to go and they're going to do, they're going to, they're going to win. Yeah, you're, really, you're really going out on a limb there predicting a win for Monterrey over Atlanta. Oh, no, no, that's, that's not the, that's not the prediction. That's just, you know, that's just, well, that's just part of it. There's the main prediction. Chivas is going to be like, okay, we can't get in Liga. Let's do this for Alan Pulido. Let's serve him up maybe four goals to, to score against, uh, against Pobre Veracruz. And he's, and he's a scoring winner. Yeah, <laughs> he'll win the title for a goal score. That would be a good uh, ending for Chivas. And the Chiatmanos would all be in celebration if that if that happened. Yeah, we got the scoring champion. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I could actually that that to me is a more plausible uh, prediction. Of, of how things are going to play out, and then 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 Chivas winning, then having Pumas and Pachuca tie Monterrey and Tijuana lose, and then Chivas win. I want to see it happen because both Cholos and Monterrey are at home. So uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very very difficult for for Chivas to to uh, to get that big win. Yep. Very difficult indeed. While there's a pause, uh, I just want to quickly uh, state some frustration with our uh, beloved Pumas. They had their chance, and they and they and they missed it. They missed out badly. They had two teams that they had the opportunity to get some points against Puebla and Juarez. They failed on them both, tied tied them both, and uh, now they're out. They're done. Well, the Puebla one was – it didn't bother me as much just because, you know, well, for, the, for this team, anytime they go behind, you know, they score so little that it's like – it's like, it's like I mean, you are, you, know, you are squeezing the, the varnish off the rosaries to, 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 get, them, to get them to score the equalizer because it just doesn't happen. They just they have no firepower. So – you know that's that that that's the uh, you know that that's what we we, we we as Pumas fans have been resigned to do when 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 they when they get behind, but the way that they that they had the game, I mean, the, with all the posts that they hit and missing the penalty and letting the the, the Juarez guy look like Maradona dancing right through the whole team yeah. to, uh, to 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 score the equalizer and then they hit even more posts. <laughs> I mean, it was like yeah, it, was, it, it was God's way of saying. You know, Pumas fans just—you don't want to go to the year because you're going to get your asses just whooped. So just, <laughs> just, just, you know, set this one out. Get ready for the next one because you have a much better chance at the next. One. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad, and uh, but you know, you know, you know, Pumas hasn't played terrible. I mean, the, their defense has, has been better again. That they have, they have absolutely no offense. They go down. I was telling my, um, my. Um, uh, my analyst for for the show that I that, that I put together, 
Uh, I said if that's because he asked me, he's like, "Well, what's your team?" And I told him, and that's but their player said if they go down one zero, the game's over. <laughs> he's he's like for real. He goes, "Oh yeah, there's just no. That's just the way it is. You know, they have no offense, so it's like a, it's just it, it's rough." It, it, so we'll see what happens, Chicas. But I do think that they uh, that next season, I think you know, a, a, a Pumas fans are going to be a little more bullish too. It could be it could be a, a Pumas uh, Chivas final in in, in, the, in the Clausura. Actually, there we go. Some money coming in. Which 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 transfers? I think that's what Pumas needed. I think if they would have had at least four refuerzos, uh, they would have given Michel, you know, four good refuerzos. I think we would have been. You know, seeing something different. Here's one of the things uh, we talked about when I started the season, and I said, "Chiki, it seems like they spent their whole budget on on Michel." Well, Pumas is in a good spot because because they have Chucho Ramirez, who's in, who's now in charge of the team, and then Michel is so they have a you know a guy who understands how Pumas works because he came through it and. You know, he's obviously had success at the youth level, so and, and, and he so he knows what it takes to, to to get that going. Which is, in all honesty, if if, if Pumas can get can get that piece going, then that that solves almost everything because that that's just who they are. But that's going to take time. So, in the, you know, in the meantime, if if they can just you know remain competitive for the next two or three years, let these youngsters start doing what what what, what they do for Pumas, and then you know. I don't necessarily expect Pumas to, to, to go back to their glory years that they had from from the seventies to the nineties, but uh, you know they can certainly you know keep up with the Bachucas of the world, and then and then, then they would be uh, you know the, 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 they'll be in good shape. But it's going to take time. But I do think that they do have some some good pieces in place in order in, in order for them to do that. And uh, like you said, Joel, if they can get some, you know, when they get their TV contracts and this and that, or they they sign the new sponsor or whatever it is, then they can. Uh, or if yeah. the, you know, Banamex or whoever, whoever their corporate sugar daddy is, can uh, slide them some some operating money, then they'll they'll be able to uh, get what they need to get to complement the, uh, the the youngsters that are that are that are that are coming through. So ho- hopefully that happens, you know, for for Pumas. Uh, but I, you know, again, like we mentioned earlier, you know, you know, Mexico fans want to see Chivas do well because that means that that's a a full roster of players that are national team eligible, and they want Pumas to do well because historically, Pumas, you know, the in in, in the modern era of the, the league era of of Mexican soccer from the early 1970s to now, Pumas has been one of the two or three teams that have been the semilleros for the national team, and that's just and that's just the reality. La realidad. Alan Mosso is the guy currently to to watch. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's really Caballeros, good. I gotta head out, but it's good being back. Hopefully next week uh, we'll have a good picture of what the Liguilla is going to be and who plays whom. And then we can start with our prediction. Oh, yeah. It is uh, It is good to be back, and I think I might be able to, uh, to do this again next Thursday, too, so we'll... Uh... Well, uh, well, 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 we should, uh, yeah, because we should uh, have a, well, yeah, because that'll, 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 that'll be good, Juan, and we have a, it's like, like, it's like, like a full week to stew on this, and then uh, next week we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we will dig in, it should be, should be a lot of fun.
that Monterrey Atlas Fantasy game is going to be uh, very interesting to watch for uh, for Chivas fans. <laughs> Should be. I'm excited, boys. Well, uh, Jaime, thank you very much for hopping on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys, and um, I'll be watching a lot of football. Indeed. Uh, Chiquis, uh, thanks always for setting this up here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, yeah, my pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll get to do this again uh, uh, next week, and we'll uh, uh, glad to have you guys with us again. And uh, with you know, with things uh, at least on my end, on my schedule, things are well. I'm I'm starting to normalize to my to my schedule, which is uh, you know is uh, is, is tied to NBA schedules. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, do a few more of these as we. Uh, Move forward through the winter months and uh, and then get through the league and then the, the championship and all that fun stuff. So it should be uh, should be good uh, uh, next uh, six weeks, especially if you enjoy Liga and Mekis soccer. We'll be uh, right there with you to uh, watch, discuss, and dissect the matches all the way through the finals. So uh, my name is John Jagu for Joel Aceves and Jaime Landeros and Albert Campa. I want to wish you guys a good evening and thank you very much for listening. And we do appreciate your patronage. And we will be with you guys next week. Thank you very much.